Hello, babies. Ooh, thank you, Irene. <laughs> hey, boys. Uh, welcome to the show. Welcome to the program. Uh, allow us to get started with some opening takes. I'll go uh, all week after this Carolina game. The the escalating story from this Brian Burns motherfucker and Mac Jones going full Mr. Miyagi karate on his ass. Is, that's what it seems like. And now him basically putting a hit on him. It's just, it's just, it's one of those things that crawled right up my asshole and it's been irking me all week and just had to get off my chest. How fucking weak, how weak do you need to be as a defensive lineman in the NFL to be bitching about this a full, almost week later after it happened? And Happy I hunting, blog about boys. This. it's much easier to bitch about a rookie quarterback like holding onto your ankle for dear life than it is to answer real questions about how your team fucking blows. So I, that's my uh, conspiracy theory. You get a life loser. He just doesn't want to talk about how he fucking sucks. Bush league, not dirty. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess chief, did you see like, here's the, here's the difference. Cause I don't think we're going to talk about this in the show. He grabbed his, he got fucking wrecked from behind got up. The guy was getting off of him. Clearly he knew he fumbled the ball and just grabbed onto him, held on for dear goddamn life. He didn't tweak his ankle. Like, did, if you see him spin, Mac Jones would have had to been properly trained in jujitsu to spin his ankle like that to flip a 250-pound man three three times around. <laughs> so that guy just got uh, real annoying to me uh, this week. Ray, why don't you uh, why don't you give us your take? Uh, speaking about Carolina Panthers, uh, Cam Newton's coming home, baby. Uh, what idiot franchise giving this guy $4.5 million guaranteed to sign another 1.5 roster bonus? He can make up to $10 million. Carolina, this is why you're a loser franchise and you'll never win anything. You bring back the most uh, anyone but who was it? Geno Smith you take as quarterback and the Carolina Panthers sign this fucking fool. Terrible organization, terrible quarterback, match made in heaven for these two. Saves the Patriots a million and a half bucks on their salary cap. They'll get a million, 1.5 million from Cam's guaranteed monies. So he signed more with Carolina, so you get one and a half million dollar credit to the 2022 salary cap. So thank you, Carolina. When you got about 30-ish million entering next year, so... There you, you go. Know. Thanks, Rain, man. Didn't know that. That's some, that's some news for you. Why don't you, uh, what is the queen? And we haven't heard this yet today. I uh, know uh, I didn't send it, send it in. I'm why sorry. Why don't you enlighten us with the, uh, the queen's take to start off the show today? I want to talk about Taylor Hall's benching. Ooh. I think it's, it, it, it's, it's good to see 10 games into the season that, that, that second line has been pretty abysmal. Caca. You know, the second secondary scoring is abysmal. And I think Taylor Hall's the right guy to bench in the third third period it's not a Jake DeBrus where he's going to turtle up and kind of be gone for the whole season I mean it's a veteran he was wearing the A two games ago and he gets benched that the next game so I mean it's a, it's sending a message to your team and hopefully he's the one you know the the veteran that we hope he is and the, the player they brought him in to kind of get that second second line scoring because you can't rely on this number one line Pasternak has a goal tonight and still that's about it that's this is your number one line and then you have Charlie McAvoy that's it you need you need Taylor Hall to, to fucking pick it up a notch, earn your money. Yeah. Uh, first line, no secondary scoring. Heard that before. Uh, we'll be talking about that. We'll be talking about obviously the Patriots versus the Browns, big old matchup coming up this weekend. Uh, the latest on the OBJ situation has been settled. Uh, he'll be going to the Rams. So not much to talk about there, but we'll, uh, you know, touch on it briefly how it all shook out. Uh, a little Celtics talk. They've looked better. Might dare I say good uh, with Jalen Brown out. And uh, yeah, Bruins look quite shaky. Uh, so welcome to the Zoomon Sports Show. Friday headlines, November 12th. Yep. yep. Happy Veterans Day or whatever you say. Yes, Bill, thank you for serving in the Civil War for us. We appreciate you. Much love. <laughs> welcome to the show. Much is it a is it a happy Veterans Day? Is that I, that's one of those things that like I don't know. How do I say, say it? thank you and move on? Thank you. Yeah, you don't that's say it. happy Veterans. Day. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I like. What do you say there? I'm sorry. Hey, thank happy you. Veterans Day, guy. Hey. Walks, you know, My brain's no all leg. fuzzy today. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. You know, you know. Let, so I work with one. I just hired this kid, and I was like, hey, you work know, with one. Oh, no, no guy with, hold on, a help. veteran. Hold on, a veteran, not, not a guy with fucking... no legs. No, a, like a real veteran. I was like, you know, we give the day one. off. I'm a I was real like, boy. <laughs> we give the day off Lieutenant if you want it. Day. The guy re almost refused. I was like, no, you're taking a fucking day off. It's a free day off. Go. Jesus. 
Thank you. Well, I, I take your day off. off. Yeah, those, I didn't either. But they give you those, like if you're a veteran people. at my work. Hmm. Yeah, those people. Those should. people. I hired one of them. Oh yeah. <laughs> he can't help himself just being disrespectful, <laughs> trying to be nice. It's Bill. Uh, speaking cool. of being disrespectful, dis- no, these guys are never disrespectful. They're always the most respectful they can be because they're serving the best craft beer in New Hampshire at all times. White Birch Brewing in Nashville, New Hampshire. Rage rest, please. 460 Amherst Street. Good side of Amherst Street. Get down to the brewery. Head on down there. Check out some games. Uh, get yourself a flight. Get yourself a pint. Uh, it's a beautiful beer drinking season. They got stouts. They got pores. Uh, probably uh, some German styles on there. And, of course, your favorite IPAs. You hop heads. Uh, if you can't get down to the brewery, get to your local beer store, wherever you get it, tell them the Simple Minds boys sent you. Uh, all right, boys, Patriots-Browns, big old matchup, but let's get the OBJ out of the way. Signs with the Rams, uh, I guess you would label that under mystery teams. Uh, they had Packers up there. They had the uh, Kansas Saints. City Chiefs, the Saints, the Patriots were in the mix. Seahawks. Uh, Seahawks. Uh, we got the breaking news that it was the Rams and then immediately retracted. And then four minutes later, breaking news again. Yep, it's the Rams. So a little bit of uh, media jerk off going on there. Well, I think they wanted pen to paper first. I think it was like the handshake thing and they wanted him to sign it before. Oh, it's because Schefter <laughs> stole the fucking scoop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, someone wanted Schefter probably, stole. OBJ Josina Anderson was reporting on this the whole time. And then Schefter scooped in there with his two fucking phones. Who's, who's the other one? Legs. Who's? Sorry, Ray. Average size at legs Rip- and uh, stole the scoop. Who's that? R- Rabini, Rabisi, or whatever the girl from ESPN kept saying it was like the Packers. Diana Chiefs, Rossi- Packers. The- Rossini, Rossini. Yeah, Rossini. Yeah, you watch whatever the Bruins game. Stupid asses, Damien. Yeah, I am. Yeah, <laughs> you can tell. You're not paying attention. Commercial. Diana Rossini is actually uh, pretty. Uh, first, she's an attractive young lady, okay, and she you. shits on her husband constantly like she just bashes him she's like i like dan is she the one married to jalen rose no who's that, that? jesus bill that's the uh, the anchor on first take but i forget her name taylor let's not go down no. this road uh patriots and browns obj goes to the rams they are a gluttony of talent they just traded for von miller at the deadline now they get obj fantasy I'm team a- the fantasy team, I'm a record. This isn't going to work. It never works. And Matt Stafford is at the helm. He's never come through in a big enough game. Granted, it was with Detroit. There's enough talent on here to, to field three teams. Uh, but do you guys think it's going to work? Do you think OBJ is going to be a difference maker on that team that's already got three decent wide receivers and a pass-catching tight end and Jared Cook? No, because they're going to be a wild-card team, and they're going to get bounced in the second round of the playoffs. And it's going to be a glorious day Higby. for all of us. Higby. Tight end. Glorious day to all of us. Okay, to giggle. To the That's Chargers. Bad they are. He's good. Uh, yeah, I'll take in the playoffs. I'll take the Bucks and the Packers over. And, well, and the I, mean, I would feel better about it if he, you know, he went. Say this was him last year going to the Bucks, right? That like the think about the AB situation. A lot of headache. A lot of diva, diviness on it. But you had Tom Brady there to kind of reel that all in. Matthew Stafford doesn't command a locker room like Tom Brady does, right? I don't think the yeah, just Sean McVay. Right. Have you seen it? They're nerf gun fights in the locker room, dancing after wins and shit. I mean, it's a childish locker room. You're, you know, a lot of these guys are older than the fucking kids. I don't think it's going to work. I was out on OBJ coming to the Patriots probably last night, this morning. Okay. Like, yeah. Once Rich did, yeah. Once, once Rich no, probably this, as, soon as, it, probably. as soon as it looked like he wasn't going to come. <laughs> yeah. Well, they I'm dragged on. it. I didn't like oh. it dragged it out because exactly. Like, if you, I, I would have been okay, like right away. If they signed him right away, it's like, okay, here we go. But now, you're dragging it out. You're not going to get him for two games if he's a Patriot. Sunday and Thursday, you're not. He's you get lucky if you get him Thursday. So I mean, you're you're not going to get him till after Thanksgiving. So I mean, the longer it got dragged out for the Patriots side of it, they weren't they weren't a, a contender enough, even though they you know they were at interest. Yeah, I was I was in on OBJ. I don't know if we said this on the show or it was just us texting back and forth, but I just think the difference between OBJ is him and Nelson Aguilar, and I think. If it, even if it's a handful of plays throughout the rest of the season that Beckham can make that Nelson Aguilar can't, you know, that could be in this offense, you know, there's not a lot of room for error. I thought that that could have been a actual difference maker on this team, which has put themselves in a position to be in the playoffs. However, and this is not revisionist history, the, the longer it went on, the less I liked it because 
the idea of Odell Beckham Jr. trying to get his career back on track seemed like it went out the window with every hour that passed because it seemed like he was going to NF every NFL team and making him wine and dine him like he was, you know, the greatest thing since sliced bread. And it was just clear that it seemed clear that now this guy hasn't changed. Like he just forced his way out of town. Now he's going to get himself the biggest payday in the best situation possible. He's not ready to commit to football as it, as it should be. So uh, maybe that's a little revisionist history, but I'm with Bill. If he had come and Patriots right away, I think it would have shown us that, all right, he wants to come and play for Belichick and kind of do the Patriots thing. If you, is- had Tom, if you had Tom Brady, you're getting him right away. I think he yep. signs right away. And that's so a, no matter how much Bill might have wanted him, you heard legitimate interest from a lot of beat guys, a lot of well-connected guys inside the Patriots bubble for media reporters. And if you had a Tom Brady there to pull, because let's be real, if you put Tom Brady on this team, you're probably eight and one. I know you, you played Tom Brady, but you, it, the same schedule, right. you're probably eight and one in this, in this league right now. And you're getting, you're getting him LA looks like with the Von Miller. I think that Von Miller trade basically sealed it up for him going to the Rams. Now he gets to go out there in LA, all these stars. He's a fucking diva. He likes showing up at all these big media events, all that shit party with fucking James Harden, LeBron, all those guys. Perfect situation for him. I don't think it's going to work. I think you're trying to put way too much talent on a team. That's, that it, there's too many, you start putting too many egos, you, you start putting t- too many egos in a locker room where you don't have a good enough leadership at the top of the coaching rank. Like this works for guys like Belichick, guys like Reed, even Sean Payton, all Mike Vrabel, who Mike Tomlin, that's the shit it works for. Not Sean McVay. Oh, hey, golly, guys sucking Bill Belichick's dick at the Super Bowl, fucking pu- trying to pump up Jared Goff on the sidelines as Belichick's killing him every fucking p- time he throws the football. Like that's, I just don't think the ego's there with Odell and it's just not going to work. Deshaun Jackson couldn't even work in this offense. And Vance, Je- Vance Jefferson as a third wide receiver, I know F- Beckham's going to slide in there, but he's been pretty fucking serviceable. I, I understand the talents there. They're pay, Cleveland's paying the salary, but you have bigger holes in running back than you, you yeah. do a wide receiver there for that team. But what do you mean? So it's not working out over there. Neither is really Henderson. You lost, you lost acres the beginning of the year. He tore his ACL. And that it was, was a that joke, Bill. It was, and look, and, and, and this is the part that a lot of, you know, probably Patriots fans will not admit Patriots lost this. They lost this bidding war. They wanted them. They didn't get them. And what, for whatever reason, we'll, you know, we'll never know, but um, they wanted him and they didn't get him. So uh, Belichick wanted him for a reason. Neither doesn't have faith in this, but they've had a, a, a love affair with, for each for other a for a time. number of years since he was on the giants. Uh, and so that was, that was also the part that a little bit surprising that, you know, they had this relationship and the fact that he didn't want to cultivate it, even for half of a season kind of speaks volumes for the, the guy and the player that Odell Beckham Jr. is. Not to say Bill Belichick is gone in football, but basically he is. It's hard to ring chase when you're jumping on a 5-4 and four team compared to a 7-2 and two team, right? And that's exactly what Odell Beckham's doing right now. He's Do you ring think chasing. so? You think he's ring yep. chasing? I don't Kansas know. Kansas City would have been to play with Mahomes. Green Bay, who's 7-2, and two, and Aaron Rodgers is playing this week, and now you're going to the Rams. I mean, that's two of the top three teams in the NFC and – you know, and then Kansas City, but still, like, but that's, I don't know if it's ring chasing. I think it's touchdown I think, chasing. And no, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's ring, ring chasing. I really do. Because I think he, he would put up the stats in a Patriots offense because I think the way Odell Beckham plays, you can line him up in the slot, you can send him deep. I think he's a perfect complement of wide receiver that they need. He I would get better stats with the, with the, the Patriots than he will with, um, because to think the dude, Patriots they, passing offense sucks. It sucks. Yeah, he's not getting the ball in LA. They throw the they throw Cooper Cup and Cooper year. Cup and Robert Woods are pretty formidable. Formidable. And Higby's one the and two. Yeah, Higby's but the Stafford will go back there and throw it fifty-five times a game. Oh, they're going to have. Around. They're going to have. They don't have a running eighteen game. times. They, yeah. you know, Odell Beckham very easily could go three games in a row with the Patriots and not even. Yeah, you're probably right. I take everything back I said. Fair enough. Speaking about the next. Speaking about the, the game coming up, uh, Patriots and Browns, uh, big playoff implications. You're currently the last wild card. You're in seventh place. Uh, the Patriots are. You're one spot ahead of the Browns. Same record here. Uh, KC, Nick too. Chubb, Don't forget about that. They're right behind you, too. Nick Chubb is on the COVID. We're not sure if he's in or out. That might be as close to game time as you can get. Uh, is that How big of a deal is that if he misses this game for, you know, both teams, I guess, but in terms of the Patriots catching a break, huge, 
huge. And you need this break. I mean, I mean Nick Chubb was number two in the, the, the league rushing before he went down with COVID, you know, and then Jonathan Taylor passed him this week, but he's right up there. Top three. He missed a couple games, but dude, he's a dual threat. You know, I've said it before. You have no linebackers. Jamie Collins missed practice today. Hightower can't catch running backs out of the backfield. Neither can Van Noy. And that's, he's a dual threat. He can break an 80 yard touchdown. They played what, two years ago, three years ago. He had two fumbles. But if you look at after that, he, he dominated the Patriots and that boats makes Baker more like more scary. Uh, he sucks. But like when they're running with Nick Chubb, that opens up their whole offense. Jarvis Landry could kill this team. And he has for many years. And we're in Miami. So, I mean, that, that opens up more of the, the, their passing game with Baker. I think Nick Chubb's again, he's a tough five back. He's a difference maker. Right now. Yeah. He's a difference he's, maker. He's a difference maker. If he's not there, that's offense, DNA. That's... Yeah, they won't be able to do the play action. It's going to be, you know, double teaming uh, Jarvis Landry and just be like, all right, make your run game beat us. So I don't think they can, if he doesn't play, it's a big loss for the Browns this weekend, especially for a team that struggles against the run. I mean, last week was an outlier because Christian McCaffrey was playing for the first time in like five weeks. So or six weeks. So it was, it was, a while Nick Chubb is healthy. So, I mean, if he plays, I don't think he's going to be that big of a difference maker, especially if he was kind of bogged down with COVID. Like, so you never think he isn't practice all week. He doesn't get in so there. You think tomorrow. it's a break for the Patriots both ways. I think so. I, I, I still expect him to do good, but like how, how's his energy? You saw JC Jackson last week kind of get bogged down. He only played half the plays with coming back from strep throat. So, I mean, COVID, I mean, it hits you pretty hard. I had the fucking vaccine scaries after the fucking, after my second shot. So I can only imagine that if you did get COVID, even for, if it was a couple of days to bog him down, who knows? Yeah. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see because I, it's, it's so close to game time. He'll have to have two negative tests. So I guess that 24 mean, hours apart. Yeah. That would mean that the symptoms didn't hit him that hard would be my understanding, but uh, who knows? We're not going to do the COVID doctor thing right now. Well, he's vaccinated um, too, correct? Yeah. Yes. If he was, if he wasn't, he'd get the Aaron Rodgers treatment. He'd be out a minimum of 10 days. Right. And Aaron Rodgers is a guy that seems like he hasn't had any symptoms. He'll step in on Sunday and play and probably throw four touchdowns. He ain't playing Sunday. Fuck you. Yeah, he is. Yes, He's he playing. Is. Yeah, he is. Ray, I know you don't care about this, but it just should be known that Ray went out and traded Aaron Rodgers for Dak Prescott, gave up a fourth round pick because he thought Aaron Rodgers was not going to come back. Who is his finish? You're an idiot. Bottom of bo- fucking bot-pod. idiot. He was bot-pod. always coming back. He got fined fourteen thousand dollars. What a slap on <laughs> We'll the get thing. to it. We'll get to it. How do you beat this team on defense? Because and I want to stick with the defense because I think that's how they're going to win this game. Because I think the Patriots' offense is taking a step back. However, they should be able to put points up too. Because this Cleveland defense kind of sucks. I have some stats for the, for you in a second. But the obvious thing here, we've seen this time and time again, twenty years with Belichick is a team with a strong run game and Nick Chubb, let's say he's going to play, whether he's downtrodden from COVID or not, you stack that box, you back your secondary up and you make Baker Mayfield beat you and you make him go 12, 13 play drives down the field and wait and hope for your mistakes. Try to hold them to field goals. You know, you're getting one or two bad balls out of Baker. Um, and, and that's the game plan. And they're, you know, the pass catchers on the Cleveland Browns, yeah, Jarvis Landry has beat you in the past, but he's older now. He's dealing with injuries. He had a bad he's, game last week. He missed a couple knee. weeks. Knee. Austin Hooper hasn't done shit for them after signing that giant contract. Name me another Cleveland Browns pass, Pe- pass catcher. Pe- Peoples Jones, but I think he was out of practice today. He, he's a he, he's a deep threat there, but yeah. Is the Joku back or no? Is he still out? Uh, I don't. I honestly, I don't know. But I mean, the game the plan, the man. Be- I never hear anything from Joku. Yeah, he, that one he's, season. He, and he's, requ- he's requested a trade a couple of times. I mean, the game plan was what you had last week against Christian McCaffrey. You know what I mean? You're going to see a lot of zone and then just kind of, yeah, let Baker find his reads and beat you. Just you're going to try to stop the run, right? I mean, gotch- like I said, gotch out B- Barmore, and you got to get pressure on Baker Mayfield with Barmore and, and Judon. That's the key. I mean, Baker's beat up. He's got a bad shoulder. You need to put some hits on him and, and rattle him quick. So you start rattling. B- Baker's the guy who's going to unravel very fast, especially if he misses a lot of throws in a row. I mean, you've seen him match Judon's time for second in the league with nine sacks. He needs to put a couple big hits on on May, uh, Mayfield and just rattle him. That's how you're going to beat him. Yeah. I think Nick Chubb is the key to that because if you can contain Nick Chubb, if he's healthy and ready, you could contain him and try to make Baker beat you. I think that's that's a win for the Patriots because I don't think Baker's going to do it. And I think Barmore and Matt Judon are two huge reasons why. And that's a good offensive line. They get pressure on them. So I don't even know if you need to control uh, Nick Chubb all that much. You've seen this too. It, you know, if that Cleveland run game goes off for 160 yards, but you hold him to field goals because Mayfield can't convert in the red zone. 
and your offense does their job and gets their 24 points, which is basically what they've been doing the last couple of weeks, then I think you're in pretty good shape. And let me give you some statistics here, Ray, where I think you are in pretty good shape offensively. We might see a little bounce back here from Mac and, and uh, company. The Browns defensive stats across the league. They are 18th in overall points allowed, 30th in yards per game at 309, 21st in points allowed per game at 21.6. 24th in passing yards per game at 225 30th in rushing yards per game at 84.8. The, the Patriots have had things rolling on the ground as of late. We'll see if their two backs can play in um, Harris and Ramadan ding dong. We're both dealing with end injuries, but either well, way, today. I think this is a bounce back game for Mac. You know, uh, Denzel Ward is a top cornerback for Cleveland, but outside of that, their secondary has been not great. So, um, you know, I expect the offense to be, be able to bounce back and give them enough cushion to let Cleveland run and hope it, Baker makes a, a, a mistake and let your defense get a turnover. You know, that's the recipe that you've had the last co- couple of weeks to get these wins, and I don't expect Yeah, but the recipe is going to be a little uh, not complete this week because if Damien Harris, who was the leading back for us, is not playing, nor Ramadan and Ding Dong, that means you got J.J. Taylor and uh, Brandon Bolden, which I don't think you can make a game plan around those two. So I think it's going to be one of those weeks where it's going to be you're praying that uh, Damien Harris can make it out of concussion protocol because if not, I think we're going to have a big problem. I think it's a good sign that you didn't see him even bring one running back in. You thought this week they brought three defenders in for workouts and they were linked to Odell Beckham Jr. I'm hoping that's good signs that at least one of them are cleared to play. This week, I think if it was more serious, you you probably would have seen him bring somebody in. Well, as of today, they still haven't practiced, correct? Yeah, but I mean, it's one of those things. If you know, you see him come back tomorrow, they're probably good, good to go. And I mean, they, who knows how bad they were? They didn't. I mean, I think Harris was probably worse. You know, I thought he was wobbling pretty good. But I mean, again, I mentioned it earlier this week. I thought uh, Stevenson just hurt his leg because he came up holding his leg and then he went to the tent afterwards so like I, I think if you're looking at concussions I'm not trying to grade them but just the look of the, the two players I would expect at least one of them back yeah I mean well, you're, you're not so. going to run in with two running backs because Gunnar Oshesky is out too because he got popped he was wobbling you yeah, guys saw was, that live he was wobbling he was shaking off the field for sure um well either way you know that's going to be certainly a, a tough pill to swallow if, if you're running back backfield is um Bolden and JJ Taylor. But you, you just need John Smith. Need... I expect John Smith. You'll see John Smith in the backfield a lot. Well, of, I, I hope bet. so. And I hope he can fucking do something because that guy is top of my list for guys who have not contributed outside of Trent Brown, who everyone forgets, but he was back at practice today. I don't expect him. He's not going to play in this game. Uh, but just a little bit of foreshadowing, if he does come back ever, do you think I know we all probably think that they should put him at left tackle? And move win somewhere do you think they will no no i think they're gonna they're gonna go back what they had brown at the right and then uh anunwa at the <laughs> at their left guard did i say right that time yeah i think a winner i think i figured out wasn't he a, a wide receiver for the jets yes oh, be, wasn't he you're right yeah you remember he broke his neck or something okay well, no, <laughs> K- the guy K- casey was- and ninwa or whatever and nunwa wasn't that the was- guy that punched geno smith no that was a, some <laughs> other no, but thank you for bringing it up. He probably punched Geno Smith too. I think every everybody's punched Geno Smith in the face mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. for being a dickhead and an asshole. Uh, all right. Well, it should be a good game. Uh, you know, this is a the Browns have been up and down all season. I, I don't think we really know what team we're going to get here, but there's certainly a chance for some big mistakes. Uh, I think it's your first, well, not your first, but it's another test. Last week wasn't the Jets weren't the Chargers certainly were. Uh, if you can continue to rack it up and, and get another win here, that's going to continue to build the confidence. And I feel confident. How about you guys? You want to do a prediction? Sure. Go yeah. ahead, Ray. Uh, 24-21 Patriots. Ooh, nice. Thanks. I kind of like that, too. I'll go 27-24 Patriots. Ooh, nice. Uh, I'll go 26-23 Patriots. Nice. Oh, sick. <laughs> yeah. No, I price I price is right if you're there. All right. Well, we'll be paying attention to the game and we'll be uh, right back with some Celtics talks and the simplest mind of the week uh, right after headlines with the obvious one.
The Celtics defeated the Toronto Raptors 104-88. Jason Tatum flirted with a triple-double with 22 points, 12 rebounds, and 7 assists. Dennis Schroeder pitched in with 20 points of his own. Celtics have won three of their last four and take on the world champion Milwaukee Bucks tonight at the Garden. The Bruins survived the Senators 3-2 on Tuesday. The erection line pitched in two goals with Marchand and Bergeron. Somehow Derek Forberg uh, found his second goal of the season. Jeremy Swayman remains undefeated at home, collecting 25 saves. <clears throat> Bruins face the Oilers on Thursday before uh, back-to-back game Saturday and Sunday. They won't then won't play for a week. Who made this fucking schedule? <laughs> the Patriots take Good on the Cleveland Browns. Good reading. Keep it up, <laughs> Thank buddy. You. The Patriots take on the Cleveland Browns. Well, it's so smooth, huh? Jesus Every Christ. single running back is questionable for the game on both sides. The Patriots Ooh, currently hold the last wild card schedule. seed just ahead of the Browns. Cam Newton returns to the Carolina Panthers for the rest of the year on a $10 million deal worth $4.5 million guaranteed. The Panthers are officially dead. NFL pretends to punish Aaron Rodgers with a $14,000 fine. The Packers receive a $300,000 fine for violating COVID protocol, and the league remains undefeated. And And Aaron Rodgers probably won't play this week. Uh, This has been the headlines by the obvious one. Uh, Yeah, you're welcome. I got to proofread that a little better next time. My bad. Welcome back. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, that was your third time, Ray. It's gotten worse every time. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he started off with a bang. Now it's just like... Uh, I didn't we probably practiced one. the first one. He was nervous, had a beer and a half, got himself in a good state of mind, and now he just feels real cocky. And it's just reading it off like the cue cards and in yeah. a fifth grade play. What I keep thinking of is Anchorman, and you're gonna put something in there one time, and I'm just gonna be reading it and be like, yeah, I'm a fucking dumbass. Challenge accepted. You're <laughs> such a dildo, right? Go fuck yourself, San Diego. I'm wrong. Why am I a dildo? Why am I a dildo for saying that? No, no, yeah, no, full dildo status. Uh, speaking of dildo status, the Raptors uh, went into uh, Boston there and got their asses kicked 104 to 88 from the Celtics. Uh, like Ray, the obvious one just mentioned very smoothly. Tatum had 22 points, 12 rebounds, seven assists, showed her 20 points. And also, I think for like 14 fucking turnovers. I don't know if you guys caught the game, but Schroeder was throwing the ball away like it was more candy. turnovers than sh- than shots made, it was, I, think, I believe it was ugly at times but teams playing better robert williams 16 points 13 boards they had 12 offensive rebounds they're kind of all over it there 21 assists which is good for them 15 turnovers most of them were schroeder and 50 points in the paint uh so they've kind of switched things around they're you know gotten their team back on track and that's with Jalen brown out for about one to two weeks with a hamstring injury i don't know we asked the question is this team better without Jalen brown raymond I'll uh, answer that after the game tonight against the Bucs. Because if they can handle the we Bucs, the show's on. We're doing the show right now, right? And I ask you the question right now. Are the Celtics better without Jalen Brown? They haven't played anyone big without Jalen Brown, so I'm not. it's undecided still. If they that's, can beat a big team, no, fuck you. That's my answer. If they can beat the good team like the Bucs without Jalen Brown, then yes, they are better without Jalen Brown. But if they go in there and they get their asses handed to them by the Bucs, then no, they're not a good team without Jalen Brown. They'll need him. No, that's wrong. I, they're they're not a better team without Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown's a fucking all star. He averaging twenty six points a game, I believe. I mean, he yeah. I don't think him and Tatum play great together, and I think maybe long term one of them's got to go. But for now, you're a better team. You're a better team with Jalen Brown. You got a two two all stars and budding superstars in Brown and Tatum. How can you subtract subtract a superstar or budding superstar all star? legitimate all-star off your lineup out of your lineup for two weeks and expect to be a better team with him out no no i'm just the, saying because of the chemistry if you guys think about the chemistry if tatum can't play the with chemistry the Browns, starts with marcus smart yeah tell as me soon as- let's ask this question when marcus smart's out right if you have brown well, and tatum happen. and all these guys if mark smart goes down and you start winning a bunch of games and beating teams like the bucks the lakers good teams in this league then you ask then you can talk about fucking um chemistry and then it all goes to marcus smart i don't think chemistry goes through brown and tatum just because they don't like each other i think the chemistry issue is all marcus smart yep i agree the uh the they're not winning on offense. The offense definitely looks better, but they're winning on defense, which has nothing to do with Jalen Brown in or out. The last three or four games, they've held teams under 90 points. They're buying in. 
They're finally buying in. They punched each other in the face at whatever fucking team meeting they had in Orlando, and it's looked good ever since. And that was with Jalen Brown for most of the game in Miami, they which all has been their the best cookie. win, which has been their best win of the season. Uh, they should have had the one in uh, Dallas, except for Marcus Smart. And Jason Tatum has finally got a shot back, which struggled the first part of the season. They've lost two double overtime games and uh, and got embarrassed in a couple games at home. It looked really bad to start because of how bad last year looked. And they deserved all the criticism that they got to start the season. But they're buying in. They're buying in. And when Jalen Brown comes back, he'll have to buy in and figure out his place in that offense. And where that should be is right on the other side of the court. Because if you watch the way they're playing and actually pass the ball, Jason Tatum has it. He drives or gets doubled. They kick it. And someone has an open shot. If that guy is Jalen Brown instead of Grant Williams, you're in pretty good fucking shape if you're a Celtics. So, no, they're better with Jalen Brown for sure. And I just want to give you a quick look at the East because it's fucking wide open. Absolutely. The Wizards are in first place at eight and three. The Bulls, Jesus, eight and three. The Nets are eight and four. Sixers are eight and four. Heat, seven and four. Cavs, seven and five. The Knicks are seven and five. Then it's Bucks, Raptors, Hornets with six wins. Celtics after that, uh, Hawks, Pacers. All those teams are, are potential playoff teams in the East. After that is the Magic and the Pistons. Those guys are tanking. They're not. But yeah. that's what, how many how many teams are in the East? 16, 15. What's that? 14 teams that are legitimately will be fighting for uh, playoffs. And then you got that yeah. stupid playing tournament. So there's going to be every one of those teams. I is love be that. Playing. No, yeah, I do I like too, them. actually. I shouldn't yeah. have said stupid. Um, I Can think I the, cream ask you the crop- question is, is Brooklyn better without Kyrie? In my eyes, every, the world is better without Kyrie. No, but for legitimate talent, like is they, are they better with Kyrie in the lineup? No, uh, I don't know. I don't, uh, there's yeah, been the so answer is of- yes. Again, it's another all-star say what you want about Kyrie head wise, but he's got the talent and they were fun. They were great in the playoffs last year. And then they started getting hurt. They have Kyrie in the lineup. They're the best team in the league. If James Harden can get used to these new rules with the defense that the NBA has now, he will be better. And this didn't he? Have, he had 17 free throws like the day after he bitched about it. Was that true? Or did yeah, it, that was I would. The, I would uh, I'm starting to worry that the NBA is going to be coming off this because Damian Lillard's now gone out there and bitched about it. So there, there might be this movement from the stars to start bitching. Once about LeBron the refs. starts real, really bitching, then it gets in then uh, Ray's cousins here. We might see, uh, might see a little bit of movement Shalom. there for sure. My point is the East is just so open at this point. Or the, the Celtics, adult Jeff Abquits. The Celtics have losses have come to mostly uh, the top of this East, except for the Raptors, which was an embarrassment. But even they're 500 like everybody else. So, you know, I don't know if we can take a lot from the beginning part of the season. Hopefully the Celtics continue to buy in. What you should be buying in on is back to basics. Back to basics CBD with Dr. Tom down in Rhode Island. Uh, you're going to want to get yourself to back to basics, LLC.com uh, at back to basics, LLC.com. You can get a free uh, item with every order that you make. You also get a personalized email from Dr. Tom. You guys can work out your plan for the best CBD wellness and your path to a medical marijuana card uh, in uh, Rhode Island or any state in New England. So go to backtobasicsllc.com. That's B-A-K, the number two, basicsllc.com for all your CBD needs. Uh, all right, let's do the simplest mind of the week. Are you crazy? Or just plain stupid? Stupid is stupid does, Mrs. Blue. I guess. There we have two. I'll give you the the, the first one was uh, this fucking asshat. Um, actually, Ray, Ray, you want to go first? Oh, I'll go with yours. Go yes. ahead. So I gotta find uh, something here. Yes, mine was uh, Markeith Morris and the Morris twins in general because <laughs> after the after <laughs> Jokic hit, uh, we've been texting all week with each other after seeing this, and now the Jokic brothers getting involved. You do not fuck with people from Serbia, my friends. They are going to fucking annihilate you, and you're starting a Twitter war. November 29th is going to be the highest-rated regular season basketball game when the Nuggets play the Heat once again because the Jokic brothers are flying over, and they're going to be fucking They already bought tickets. They already bought bought tickets. tickets. Ding, ding, baby. Fucking run your mouth, boys, twins, because you're going to get annihilated by seven-foot fucking Serbians. Good 
fucking luck. Nikolai said, or Nikolai Jokic, right? The basketball player. He was like, I don't fear anybody except for my brother who's mm-hmm. seven feet tall, covered in what looks like Russian mafia tattoos, including neck tattoos. And yeah. that guy almost ran on the court and killed <laughs> Devin Booker last year during the playoffs. Like, yep. I think, I, I mean, the Morris brothers, they did beat the shit out of some guy in college and almost went to jail for it. But that's different. These aren't, like, these aren't college. This kids, isn't man. like the ghettos or wherever fucking a Miami or wherever the hell they're from. This is like Eastern European fucking former commie whack jobs. Yes, Eastern yeah. block. That's Eastern, block Eastern tough. Like that, the, fuck how tough you are in America. You're so this poor, this poor block. America. And then there's poor Eastern block yeah. of Europe poor. And that's where these motherfuckers came from. You know, that uh, picker, picture of Jokic as a kid, who's like a fat chubby kid that go, that's gone around. Yeah. The, even he looks intimidating in that picture as like a 13 year old fat boy. Yeah. Those guys are not anybody to, to fucking mess with. And, on the on the actual the play and the incident. Speaking of Morris was a bitch on that too. Bitch, oh, yeah. he was faking it. it or actually got hurt. First of all, he threw the first cheap shot. He went to Jokic's ribs uh, as he shot the ball, and Jokic fucking just pushed him in the back. Never turn your back, baby. But Never like he back. went down like he got shot. Oh so yeah. So not that's not a not a big uh, plus to your tough guy card there. Uh uh-uh. uh But no, definitely simple mind for me right there. That probably wins. Mine was Scott Boris, who went to the meetings with some Dr. Seuss fucking bullshit about his players. I'll read you a couple and, and let me know if you puke in the meantime. Uh, quote, this is the Easter Bunny delivering rotten eggs, he said Wednesday. Every team says I need to do this because it's my only option, knowing I can't reach a division crest and get into the playoffs. He's talking about basically teams selling off uh, their players and the Braves being uh, the beneficiary of that, getting four really good players at the deadline uh, because the MLB has become the NBA and everyone's just selling off their teams. Um, and I didn't fucking take the quotes that I wanted to take. So baseball's been for one baseball's been doing that forever. You get it. You're, you're selling off your teams, but you're getting prospects that are coming from years to come. It's not like, you're selling your team like NBA players do to just get contracts. You're, you're, you're selling these guys to get legitimate prospects. You've seen some big deals. Fernando Tatis Jr. was moved in a big deal from Chicago White Sox. So, like, you see, there's big deals with these prospects. Yeah, so. I don't know what Scott Boris was talking right about. I don't know what his fucking point was with this, but I found it. This is what I want to talk about that was just cringeworthy. He had uh, one, two, three, four free agents that he was representing, and he had a little Dr. Seuss rhyme for each one. I'll go through them. Nick Castellanos. Quote, I kind of advised all of you uh, like two years ago that St. Nick was going to bring lots of presents. And frankly, we're just going to sit back and see what t- teams have been naughty and what teams have been nice. Cute. He's going to get $30 million, though. Chris him. Bryant to Sean Connery saying he has Bond-like abilities to create a great middle of the lineup. He's always red hot in the hunt for October. He's an extraordinary gentleman in a, a league of his own. He wrote these fucking things down and went to the winter meetings and pitched them as a, uh, as trying to get his, his uh, uh, clients contracts, Michael Conforto King of Queens. He said, but I'm in free agency. Now he's kind of like the ace of my many GMs hearts. I, Marcus Semien, he can never stay guy, healthy. Though. Yeah, I like him a lot. Quote, he kind of brings a charge into the batter's box and kind of, you know, he in, insulates the middle of the infield. So he's truly a modern-day Simeon conductor. We know, we all know there's a shortage of chips worldwide. Do you like that? Did you, did you think that the Red Sox should sign up for that? Not the stupid nursery rhyme that he just wrote, but I've been a big <laughs> on, on Simeon for a while. I think he's, you know, you have no playing at second base and that guy don't give me an actual bombs. don't give me an actual take on this get bad with about scott boris with me what a fucking tool what does this guy yeah, think he's, uh, he's an idiot but you know what whatever he's thinking it fucking works because yeah. everybody comes running to him and they get fucking paid yeah that's probably true we're all talking about it right now god damn it all right uh speaking of assholes and dinks uh taylor hall gets benched uh by bruce cassidy <laughs> Bruce Cassidy, quote, you have to be playing winning hockey in the third period. I don't care who you are, end quote, Bruce Cassidy. Uh, So that's not good for Taylor Hall. Bill, you think he'll bounce back. I agree with you. But how is this team uh, not even like any better than last year? How is it good? How is it better than middling? I mean, it's there's no secondary scoring. There's no young developing talent on this roster. And there's a lack of defensive depth uh, behind Charlie McAvoy. It's like 
it feels like watching the Patriots last year with no uh, vision. There's no path. They're not building towards anything. They're just treading water, and frankly, they're drowning. No, I don't disagree. I mean, you're just seeing the inept of the drafting over the last four or five years, and including the picks you trade away for, for, you know, to get rid of David Backus, to get um, Rick Nash. I mean, and then you haven't drafted a first-round pick probably since McAvoy and before that Pasenak that's really made uh, been on this roster. I keep referencing that 2015 draft. You ended up with Jack, uh, Jake DeBrusque when there's six guys that go after the three picks that you wasted in that draft and five of them are all-stars. Like you, it just goes back to that, but even 15, and I know they traded away some of these first rounds, Rick Nash and, or, uh, and whatever else, but that was six years ago. Even if these players had developed and got into the league, they're all looking for a second contract at this point. Jake DeBrus just got his right. So like you still don't, there's not even a young talent behind them. They've butchered the Mm -hmm. drafts past that. Well, no, I mean, you still got uh, Pasternak, I think, came right before that, too. So you you drafted up there, and then that 2015 draft killed you because you haven't produced a lot outside of McAvoy. Stadnik is not there. Vakaninen, who was another high pick, is not there. Trent Frederick was a first-round pick, and he hasn't done shit. These are the years that these young young players and your draft picks from 2018, 2019, you, you would hope 2020 would make an impact, but no, they're not Beecher down there. in Michigan is out for the year again. Can't stay healthy. That was a guy they're banking on for four depth there. They just, the plan, their plan all hinges on their um, prospects down in Providence. And they just haven't drafted well to stockpile that. And you're seeing it now. This is, there's not a plan. They are treading water. You start in the off season, Felino, Hula, uh, Hulka, whatever his name is, and um, that other guy, N word, Nozak, Nozak, Nozak. No, it's can't say N word. No. They can't say that. I no. didn't mean that. I'm sorry. I just, I just, I just never mind. But how bad is it that Taylor? Can I go real quick? How bad is it that Taylor Hall, not even been here for a full year, is already like getting benched? Like he's out. Uh, every place he's been, like has you know his welcome's been fucking thrown away after a year. So is this bad that already he's getting benched? No, I think no, I don't think I'll so. Let you go here, just... Bill, but because this is I'll quickly, he's ten years in the league. He's got some shitty habits that I think need to be broken, and one of the reasons that we were all uh, happy about this, and a lot of Bruins fans were happy about Taylor Hall, is because you have Marshan and, and uh, Bergeron, and you have a steady foundation to the Bruins. So I expect him to bounce back. His production, frankly, ne- never mind his hustle. His production has to get better. He has yep. to elevate his teammates, his line mates. And that would be, that's what I would be concerned about. Not him dogging it. Like that'll happen from time to time with a guy like that after 10 years, he needs to be better. He just frankly needs to be better. Yeah. And I hey. don't think it's wearing out as welcome. Sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. Right? I don't think it's wearing out as welcome. I mean, it's, you know, Bruce is a coach to do it. I don't think he's had really great coaches throughout his career. I think Lou Amaretto or La Moretto, whatever the fuck his name is for the devils. Um, I think he was probably the most, the best coach that he's had maybe, but I mean, I think Bruce won is like with him, won an MVP with him. So, I mean, he's, yeah, he's always been the number one option. So maybe he's probably dogging and knowing he doesn't need to. And, and you've seen other coaches not take the bench him, even in Buffalo, dude, he had two goals and he was a minus 16 in Buffalo and they still ran him out there every year. I mean, yeah, he was clearly dogging it, and that coach wouldn't even bench him. I don't care if you're a losing team. You send a message to your best player, and again, he's a top three, four player on the on a Bruins roster right now, and you're sending a message, and then Bruce Cassidy's the right coach to do it. Let's hope he takes the message and wakes his ass up. But then, again, it, it goes back to the leadership on the team, Bergeron, Marshawn, and especially Bruce Cassidy. I mean, I, I've liked every move Cassidy's make until he's got in the playoffs. That's going to be questioned, but he's a fucking damn good coach in this league. So how about when uh, Sweeney brings Tuka back and he starts him? Nah, everything I just said is out the window. <laughs> <laughs> the quest is on. The quest is on. All right, well, hopefully they bounce back. What's the score now, Bill? It's 1-1. One, one. One, one. One, one. Oh, quickly, you want to touch on that? They play this game on Thursday. Saturday and Sunday they play back-to-back, and then they don't play again until Saturday the next week. The it's fuck kind like of this scheduling all- is? It's been like this all, all year to start. I mean, look, they started a month ago and they're 10 games in. I think they were working around baseball playoffs, I think. But now, like, I don't know why you would do it now. Olympics, so are other teams then? have this? Are, do other teams have this schedule? I don't think so, because you look at the standings and they, the other teams have played a lot more games than the Bruins. Yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't know why. I, it's not like the Celtics have had a lot of home games. 
I don't know if there was concerts or shows. There might, Joe Rogan was here after the Bruins started. So, I mean, there's been, maybe that had a lot of probably scheduling that way, but I have no fucking idea. Usually you just throw them on the road, but to go a week, but that just means you're playing a shit ton of games because the Olympics is coming up this year. You're going to have the Olympic break and then you're going to play a fucking shit cram schedule and that, that it's going to catch up to you. Shit cram. Yeah. Backed up. Is Is that a new move? Irene teach you that? No, it's not an Urban Dictionary thing. We don't have to explain anything to you, okay. Rich. Don't worry. Uh, this has been the Civil Mind Sports Show. Friday headlines, November 12th. We'll see you on Sunday for early lines. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Can I, can I tell you something, though? It was being the one in last place. I'm fine shaving my beard because it's not going to hurt to shave my beard. I would happily lose my beard than than to get my taint waxed by my wife. Yeah, Yeah, the penalty is certainly better this year than it was last year. It's just funny that... Uh, uh, There's bets going on that you're not even going to fulfill this bet because you're a little pussy-ass cunt. Yeah, there's some side bet going on that you just won't do it. Oh, I'll shave my beard off. He'll grow back in your head. And your head. No, eighth grade look. I've had the same haircut since middle school. Bullshit. <laughs> no, that was the bet. Shave, shave the beard with the razor and whiffle the head. That was the bet. No, eighth grade look. That's not your eighth grade look. No, I've had, had the same haircut forever. My eighth grade look was a was a was a wing. Ray thinks it was a headband, <laughs> and that was clearly determined that that's not what I would have to do. I would have to shave my head because that's right. what I'm very nervous about. I really don't want to shave my head. <laughs> I don't care about my beard. So you're shaving your fucking head. You shave your beard all the time. I bring it down pretty close. Yeah, you usually do a mustache. I usually do a mustache, the spring stash. Mm-hmm. Just to all right, I'm it. down like five games, so it's not like you're going to have to lose. <laughs> hey, man, anything could happen. We're only half More than that, season. huh? More than that? So the, so the first place team, yeah, you're down a lot more than that. I don't give a shit about you, Raymond, you fuck. <laughs> He's angry. I'm just not. I'm not feeling felt, good today. You just wait till that February. Gonna... Wait till that February cold just starts hitting that face and that bald head of yours. Oh, He's like I shave off the rest of the fucking landing strips on the side of his head. <laughs> That's all I got. That's why I've had the same haircut forever. He's he's gonna have to nair that horn Ooh. that's been growing on the top. I have the I have a yearbook. So I'm going to go in the eighth grade so I can get a picture of what Bill looked like in eighth grade. No, he's right. He looks exactly like this. He's wearing a hat and he's got some stubble. And a cigarette hanging hanging out of his mouth. (laughs) He's holding a dick. You can't see it in the picture, though. My own dick. (laughs) I thought it was Fulton's. That's gross. Yeah, but it's through the it's through the cotton, through the yeah, through the sweatpants. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sweat yeah, sweat yeah, never went underneath. No flesh to flesh. That's no, no that's, that's, just, that's gross. Mm, mm, mm. Sorry, my liege. That's some computer difficulties. The, 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 no, the camera wouldn't connect. I had to restart the camera. Like it wouldn't even the so zoom. Someone, wouldn't lost, even... someone lost their head at Queen's Landing, is what you're starting to say. The IT guy is no longer with us. Respect. I I had to kill him. Like not even the camera on the laptop would work. So I had to restart. It was being he's dumb. downsizing ahead of the move. Mm-hmm. Not all. all oh, of... But the flag reigns high at the Queen's Landing right now. It's still there. Look at that thing. Can't take all the peasants with me. So you got to <laughs> make sure you you show them you're, still, you're still in power. Bill, did you all see these this? all these free jizz yeah. peddlers Bill's been keeping around for his cups all these years? They gotta Ow. go. Oh, Bill, did you see the breaking news today? Which one? The Julia Rose. Who the fuck's Julia Rose? Jake Paul's girlfriend. She's full of the idea for the undercard to. She showed her boobies at a baseball game once. Tyson. That one? Yeah. Oh, okay. I might buy that fight now. I'm not. That, with the spank bank material you guys giving me today, the Adriana stuff from fucking Sopranos, and now this, I might have to call into work tomorrow. <laughs> we're just we're here to better your life. We're just here to please, Raymond. Thank you, thank you. I'm gonna walk. I'm gonna come out on Monday like looking like Quagmire. Yeah, I'm surprised in this in this area uh, we know anything that you don't know. As a matter of fact, mm. that's 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 why it's breaking news to me. 
you seem very well uh, equipped to be a professional uh, and expert in the area of internet spank bank material. Right. Like I never heard. I know all I know her from is whipping your tits out. Wasn't that like a Mets game or something? And they banned her. No, I don't remember. Was, I think it was New York Nash- Mets or Yankees. I just Nash- said, I said Mets. I said off, New York Mets or Yankees off with your head, Richard off with your head. Could have been fucking Brooklyn. You old bitch. You might've been you remember, going senile. Remember yeah, it was, from it the fifties. It was before the internet. That was when they were showing their ankles back in the, some 50s old lady in her house coat. <laughs> Threw him out there with her brazier wide open. Brazier. 